All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they are located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you'll experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. Good morning, everybody. So, voice is probably going to be a little groggy this morning, 6.14 a.m., but, you know, that's all right. That is all right, because I got some things on my mind that I want to be able to get off, and 
you know, this is this is a subject that reoccurs in my mind and reoccurs in my life, you know, quite often. And, you know, I don't know if it does in yours, too. You know, but I thought it'd be worth talking about because I kind of see some underlying themes, you know, happen quite regularly in, in other people's lives that are around me, just people that I talk to all the time. And, you know, what this is all about kind of comes down to is when our intent doesn't meet the result. You know, so what I mean by that is, you know, say I set out and I'm driving down the road and, you know, I see somebody and, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, like the, the next place this person could be going is 10 miles away and, you know, like obviously that's going to be a long walk and, you know, I'm going to do good. This is, I'm going to be a, a good Samaritan. This is going to be my good deed for the day and, you know, I'm going to help this person out. So I pull up beside them and say like, hey, excuse me, you know, but would you like a ride? And they look at you and or look at me and say, what? Why would you offer me a ride? I want to walk. And you're like, oh, okay. Sorry, you know, I didn't mean to offend you. Didn't mean to, you know, I, I was just trying to do good. Like, that. I, I thought that you would want to ride. Well, why would you assume that I'd want to ride just because I'm walking? So that kind of narrative, you know, it kind of plays out, you know, in one version or one, you know, way, shape or form and, you know, kind of all of our lives, you know, like where we mean to do good, you know, but that's where we inject our own feelings, our own thoughts and our own processes behind, you know, like what, what drives us. Now, we get to this kind of apex of this style of thinking and this kind of thought is like, well, then do we choose to do nothing? Well, doing that thing really isn't the most righteous avenue to be able to take either because then we have, you know, a world of people who are not willing to be able to even offer anything to a fellow human being of any regard because of the potential room for miscommunication. So like where's the happy balance? Where's the happy balance of, you know, the, the potential repercussions of wanting to be able to do good, authentically coming from a good place, but also at the same time willingly throwing yourself kind of in the proverbial fire. Now, obviously, this has a lot to do with, you know, both people's way of interpreting, interpreting, in the interpretation, you know, of this process. You know, but it still kind of leaves in that room for error that do we and should we subject ourselves to what we want in the world versus looking and seeing what the world wants of us? So let me give you the flip side of that story. So instead of me driving down the road and seeing this person and me feeling like this would be my opportunity to be able to do good for them. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask them for a ride and then they get offended and turn that down. So they either have the opportunity to A, not get offended, just say, you know, thank you. That's actually really kind of you. But no, I would prefer to walk. There's also another scenario where that you could be driving around and you could look for the visual cues and... Maybe this is the more rightful and righteous option. Obviously, you can tell it's a little bit early in the morning, getting stumbling all over my words, but my brain's just going a million miles a minute right now, so I apologize. But what I was about to say is that another option about being perceptive and looking at what the world wants from us versus us injecting how we want the world to be. So I'm driving down the road, I see this person. It's about 10 miles away to the next possible place this person could go. But if I look for the visual cues that 
does this person turn around at all to see that there's a car coming to be able to look at this potential opportunity to be able to help them you know in air quotes help do they stick out their thumb does do they try to flag you down do they wave at you do they give you any kind of visual sign like that they actually want your help because that's the third option you know, looking around and, and being perceptive and saying, what does this person want from me? I want to do good. I'm, I'm a person. I'm a human being. I will offer my services upon request instead of infusing my services up, upon a non-request. Is that the more righteous avenue? Is the more righteous avenue just taking a little bit more time to know yourself, know who you are and say, this is who I want to be. Now I get to sit back and I get to wait for the opportunities and not create the opportunities, but be able to be perceptive enough with life that I can see the opportunities when they become present and when they do exist, because then that leaves less room for error, less margin for error, less room for mis miscommunication. And then it just be a more authentic transaction between two human beings. You know, so like when we sit back and we look at all the options in this scenario, obviously the fourth option is the worst. Drive by and not care about this person being there, this other human being. Or maybe even like worst of all, driving past this human being and speeding up or driving a little bit too close instead of slowing down and pulling over to the side a little bit as you pass. You know, but we're really just talking about Wanting to be able to come from a good place. Waiting for those visual cues, those visual responses, and being present enough in the moment, being present enough today. And in that second, when that transaction exists, to be able to be perceptive enough to be able to understand what your role is in that narrative. Because you've taken the time out to not only A, understand yourself, but B, interpret the world through a lens that is not yours. And a lot of this foundation also comes back to the point of where we want to continually defend why our position is the best. And something that I have to quite regularly do in my life is recede back to a position where I need to understand that my opinion is not the only opinion or the best opinion. And that if I do get into that situation where I hurt somebody, I need to be able to look back and say, hmm. I could try to be able to justify this until the day that I die. Or I could find the more common ground and realize that this has absolutely nothing to do with me. Because as long as I was coming from a good place, that's all that really matters. But this is a window and an opportunity for me to be able to understand my fellow species. And find the common ground to that if my true intent was just to do good, if my true intent was just to be able to authentically do good and be good, then the only bridge that I need to be able to gap is just the understanding with another human being. Taking that time out to be able to reflect back and not arm a position of defense and to be able to arm a, a position of just humanity. Because not everybody perceives the world that I do and not everybody perceives the world that you do. And more likely than not, those two worlds will continually collide, and as they should.
But how we handle that collision is absolutely critical to how the entire rest of our day, the entire rest of our week, the entire rest of our month, the entire rest of our life is going to be. So waiting for the visual cues, waiting for life to guide, the intuition, the understanding. So when I look at my life today and I look at how my life is going to operate today, tomorrow, and every day for the rest of my life, it's the fine-tuning of just trying to be able to understand you know, what it is that the world really wants from me, knowing what I'm willing to be able to give the world.